I told I told them the other day, I was like, this feels like 2014 all over again, like that build of trying to reteach people about like why we don't care about respectability politics and like why white people shouldn't be the ones in the lead for this. And they're still like, I'm going to organize this and I'm going to do the protest like that. And I'm like, what are your goals? Who are you protesting? And then people are getting mad with me when I'm asking these questions. And I'm like, they're legit questions. What are your goals? <laughs> what are the goals? <laughs> Who are you protesting? How long you plan on doing it? Even I have a time limit for how long I hold out. People don't realize too, <laughs> even at the graffiti bridge, that's still in Escambia County. Mm-hmm. The sheriff need to be there. Fill the show in. <laughs> We're talking about eight to abolition. Eight to abolition. Yes. Like. Eight to abolition. All right, what y'all talking about? So. Huh? Okay. Do you want to explain eight to abolition? Okay, so, and actually I can pull it up so yeah. that I can talk about the different points that was there. So, eight to abolition is the ways that we can abolish prisons and police. Um, okay. It's like a, a rebuttal to the eight can't wait campaign that's going on, which I mean, okay, they're talking about reducing police brutality and violence by 72%. But there's a way that we can just get rid of it all together. Right. And that's by abolishing the police. And we already see in like Minneapolis. Go deeper, go deeper. They're go deeper. defunding. It's really not a radical idea. That, that's why I need you to go deeper. <laughs> somebody can just hear that and be like, what? I know, I know. So you got to go deeper with that. Of go getting deeper. rid of police. Um, and have the community police their own? Yes. yes. Go deeper for the people. Yeah. I, I get you. Go ahead. So I have two degrees in criminal justice. So really, the history of criminal justice, that's mm -hmm. how policing started. Yeah. Policing started as fire watches because the street lights were lit by fires, uh, candlesticks and that kind of stuff. So you wanted to make sure the neighborhood did not catch in flames. And then also you had people making sure people, burglars and prowlers, were not, uh, were not um, stealing and burglaring. Uh, so essentially getting back to that same model of policing what policing originally started as we have mm -hmm. a lot of uh, I called them uh, cowboys earlier who are uh, not willing enough to give up the rodeo oh. so um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, like there's so many moving parts that goes with it but it's mm -hmm. ones that we've already started making moves, right? Like the idea of restorative or transformative justice, we talk about that all the time. Right. Um, being able to resolve our own conflicts, taking care of each other, making sure that people eat. We already do that in our communities, mm -hmm. um, which is like a, a solve to a lot of the systemic things that people talk about we need police to take care of. Um, instead of coming and picking up someone that's homeless, Instead of coming and picking up someone that's homeless, uh, they could be, you know, making sure that they're connected to the correct resources. Mm -hmm. Like 60% of our jail right now is filled up with people with a mental illness. Right. Why? The nonviolent offenders also. So uh, I always look at a style, uh, and I reference uh, the movie Mandela where Idris Elba played Nelson Mandela mm -hmm. because he was taken out of a prison camp after three decades and placed in a essentially a home where his family was able to visit whatever this case and the other. So essentially if you take government land where the plantations used to be that are now jails and prisons, yeah. uh, if you take that land, even if you make tiny home communities where uh, 
and this is my view uh, uh, because the hardened criminals such as a murderer mm-hmm. you have to have somewhere to house that person from the population in a sense for but still for rehabilitative purposes mm-hmm. yeah. everybody has an opportunity yeah. for rehabilitation there should be a, there should be a goal with it there should be a goal with the whole prison system and everything human re- human reform but low level offenses nonviolent offenses mm-hmm. which is what makes up everything really yeah so and then you have to realize too the united states has five percent of the world human population but it has 25 percent of the world's prison population and i always say that we don't even realize slavery wasn't abolished by the 13th amendment the 13th amendment says slavery is abolished except as punishment for crime mm-hmm. so what is punishment jail. for crime jail prison probation parole anyone sentenced to any of those things you're a slave at that time That's and true. It essentially went to all states and U.S. territories. So now we have 50 states and umpteen U.S. territories that have slavery allowed within our system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it just, it makes me think about, like, you're right, the way that we can house in our communities and being rehabilitative. We somewhat get it right with kids, but we still don't even get it right with kids. Kids. Direct file is... I mean, Escambia County is or was number one yeah. um, for direct filing, which is sending, um, which is sending uh, children right. to adult prisons. Right. So get kids. Don't uh, yeah, and, and that's been that's been that's been around for decades. It's been mm-hmm. cases after cases of eleven year olds, ten year olds, thirteen year olds being sentenced and tried as adults for crimes that they can later be rehabilitated rehabilitated for. Right. Right. Um, And I mean, people always ask when they ask about um, when I mention abolition of prisons and police, they're like, well, who do we call if someone is sexually assaulted or something like that? And I'm like, I've worked in that jurisdiction. Right. Right. I could go get any any one of the victims that I've worked with. And they're like, the police didn't do nothing for me. It all came from a lot of uh, mental health type of work and social workers helping them and then um, being able to get some type of help and financial form to be able to stay on top of what's going on. It's never been the police helped me because a lot of times they don't even listen. So this is like even deeper on the form of talking about sexual assault, sexual awareness, sexual assault awareness too. Check, check, check. The places at the time is now. You are tuned into the lunch table. You got Save on the mic, and I have two special guests in the building. To my left, we have Jay Green in the building. Revolutionary. This man is big. This man is big. This man is powerful. And then we have the oh-so-special Miss Hell in the building. Life is hell. DJ Hell. The people know it. The people know it. How y'all doing today? All that shit. All that shit. How y'all doing today, man? Happy uh, to be here. For sure. Right. Well, now we're going to jump right back into what we were talking about. We were, we left off on the 13th, 13th Amendment and how we did not actually aff- abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. Continue, so, uh, continue. The exception. Slavery is abolished except as punishment for crime. So, essentially what we know as slavery being in the Confederate states and some Union states uh, mm-hmm. when Abraham Lincoln did the false document of the Emancipation Proclamation that didn't free all slaves. Um, it had no real impact, but we adhered to it. So essentially, the 13th Amendment's exception implemented slavery in all 50 states now in all U.S. territories. Week after week, I try to preach to my listeners, to my guests, about systematic racism. 
can either one of you go into depth of what you think systematic racism is for the people? Well, it's foundational. Mm -hmm. um, that's a lot of the things that are built into certain societal things, right? Uh, one, I would say I would say it almost correlates directly to white supremacy. Yeah, for people, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. for, but for y'all, while y'all here, can y'all go deeper in y'all that definitions, please? Um, I could give one example I can think of off the top of my head, like mm -hmm. something that's ingrained. Right, is that we just now got rid of a rule that um, black women could wear their natural hair for work, like right. in where I think that was New York that just happened. I didn't know that. Yeah, it but was. You know, the Jeff Supreme Jeff. Court ruled that uh, that is a you can you that bans on hair are allowed with the dreadlocks and everything yeah. right i seen that D of course i was that's alone. it right there like, <laughs> of course i was alone it's like what what you mean is is disallowed by the u.s government yeah that's wild but it's those things that are like ingrained um written in the law written in the rules socialized mm -hmm. like that um, that's the best thing I could think of to yeah. be able to just say like like foundation that's a big word like I say it goes back to the constitution of how we weren't even meant mm -hmm. to be human and then when I think of institutional Talk. racism yo yo what's good comrade what's going on what's good brother hello what best friends what's good what's good man I can't believe y'all did that yeah, alright when I, when I think of institutional racism, um, you have to think of it on, like Hale said, different levels because mm -hmm. you have individual racism that exists covertly and overtly. So the covert racism is the job that someone may not have gotten because of the obvious uh, yeah. in, on the interview, yeah. your our skin complexion. Yeah. Um, or even a name on a resume or a job application. That's big. Um, That's big. Also, um, the overt racism in the South, we deal with it a lot, but it's everywhere. Uh, the acts of, like what you saw with Ahmaud Aubrey. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Citizens who are allowed to commit lynchings and unjust acts. Very unjust. Very unjust. Or even. Uh, the New York just passed, I think, the Amy Law or the Amy Act, where it's going to be a hate crime to false report on a person based on Karen's. Oh, the yes, Karen yes, Act. yes. Yeah. Did they officially call it the, the I Karen? Think it's named Amy, whatever. Oh, it's after Amy, that one chick. The lady who called, um, mm. I'm not sure where. Uh, there's pictures of her everywhere. Yeah, I, I can't on the phone. Her last name right but now. we just, but we just, yeah, we just adopted her the name Karen, though. <laughs> you just gave her the name. But, okay. So you have overt racism, you have covert racism, and that's on an individual level. But then when you get into the institutions, you have to realize, all right, so the police force is an institution, the courts is an institution, mm -hmm. and corrections is an institution. So I just named three elements of the criminal justice system, police, courts, and corrections. And each of those institutions, are that's only three of umpteen that exist in the world because we have health disparities, mm -hmm. uh, we yeah. have uh, various other issues as well. But just within the criminal justice system, we have um, the institutionalized racism that exists from how officers and judges can have discretion on their cases or the laws that were legislated. And that goes into systemic racism and systematic racism because the laws and legislation, like Hell said, mm -hmm. come down to being boiled to uh, how, how law enforcement is going to enact them. Yeah. 
and that discretion is a motherfucker where they pick and choose what what and what they want to do, how they want to protect and serve. That's just crazy. Oh, absolutely. That and I, um, we actually recently held a sheriff's forum. Mm-hmm. Um, the only candidate that we were able to get on was um, David Alexander, though. And we asked a lot of questions around that because that's really important, right? Especially, um, I'm a I'm a abolitionist. Okay. I believe in abolition of prisons and police. I Can we jump day. straight into that and go straight into your role? Straight your leader, into my role. Dream defenders, <laughs> all that. All right. So I am a part of an amazing organization that was created after the murder of Trayvon Martin. It's called Dream Defenders. We're throughout the whole state of Florida. Um, and we believe in prisons from, I mean, I'm sorry, freedom from prisons and police. We dream of a new world where we are able to have safety within our communities. We protect we, so something I say all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just freedom um, from poverty, freedom from war, environmental destruction, um, and freedom just to be. So we work from all of these different angles and we do it with legislative stuff. But one of the things that people know us all about is that we are big on direct action. Um, I am the North Florida Regional Organizer for Dream Defenders now. I love it. I wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world to be able to do this work and um, get people radicalized and strategize with people all across the state. Speaking of that, let's talk about the protesting and what's been happening at the Graffiti Bridge. Can you give a quick rundown on how it happened, the progress, and where it is today. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I, what my understanding is, is that um, Kyle, Kyle Cole, Shout out. went right out, on. yeah, went out and um, said, let's paint the bridge all black. It was a mural that was defaced. Uh, mm-hmm. Usually the graffiti bridge, if you're going to paint over something, you get paint over it. But it was actually defaced. defaced yes. Right. Um, And so he went down there, he went live, and he started just pulling out all these people. So I get a phone call earlier that day um, from my little brother, Brandon, and he's like, you got to get down here, get some freedom papers, you need to tell people about the sheriff's form, like, get down here right now, like, the people are convening. Shout out, baby sunshine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I come down there and there are these people, they already have signs, people are honking their horns, mm-hmm. um, the bridge is being painted, it's just a beautiful, amazing thing, and that was on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people think that everything started on Friday, but it started on that Thursday. Yeah. Um, and then just day after day, and then day after day, um, they decided, they was like, at this time, we're going to keep on showing up here. Right. Um, and so I got with Kyle, and I just was like, we just want to provide some support. Um, support to him as being the person that's like, kind of keeping this, he's keeping this organized. Okay. He's making sure people have water out there. They're getting pizza out there for everybody. It was beautiful. Um, there were, the, the most that we did was a lot of security, tactical type things. Um, on that Friday, though, we did take to the street and yeah. block. The I had to come out there this Friday. Yeah, yeah, Friday was very powerful. Um, it it was a peak, and it yeah, it was just it was powerful. And I think that Friday was the moment when um, 
the mayor and the city of Pensacola realized they had to either get control of what was happening at the graffiti bridge or they were going to be pushed in something really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. Speaking of the mayor, is it true that he appointed you as the civilian oversight? What is it? <laughs> um, he agreed to have me as his appointee as part of the civilian uh, over advisory board, advisory he, committee for the Pensacola Police Department. Is he actually following through with it? I haven't heard from him yet. Um, people have my number. We'll see. I, I believe he is going to. Follow through. I think it would be in I his seen, I seen best him live yesterday interest. He, he he made some comments that were very much an abuse of power by saying that if there was any more um, disruptions in things, um, mm -hmm. any blocking of streets, things like Which that. Which is a civil infraction, you know. Civil, civil disobedience is not. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> um, he basically said that if there's any more civil disobedience, that it would either halt um, or slow down the progress of these demands that were asked. Mm. And uh, I mean, that's that that's an abuse of power. That's like telling a child, you uh, if you get into trouble and you do this again, you're not going to eat. Like we're talking about demands that literally will help what's going on in the city of Pensacola. That are life and death. Life and death. There's literally people out here right there in the middle of almost dying. Police are pulling guns on people all the time, just pulling them over at a traffic stop. But they don't think we realize that. They don't know that, uh, well, they know now, but they don't know that people call us and tell us about this all the time. Right. It's happening. Um, and the trauma that comes with being arrested, the things yes. that comes yeah. with uh, your family after yeah. being arrested. And uh, the overall so, stigma that's put on you now that you've been in jail. Right. And yeah. the cop automatically has the assumption that mm -hmm. he did what was just. Yeah. And that's not always the case a lot of times. Yep. So it's in his best interest to follow through, follow up with me soon, hopefully. Um, because from what I can see, the people aren't going to slow down. Um, after the events of what happened Saturday. Yeah. Let's speak. Let's speak on the demilitarization of the police. Oh, I am a huge <laughs> advocate of this. Because like, like you said, to start it off, I'm all for the community policing our own. Mm -hmm. It takes some steps, hella steps before we get there. A lot of healing and a lot of backtracking back and retrospect before we even get there, I believe. But that is a, a vision of my own. But can you guys give me your, your input, your outtakes? Well, first, I think when people hear demilitarize the police, they automatically assume, oh, you want to take their guns. And I mean, take away that fear based I'm, mindset. That I'm fear not against training. that, but. Come on, everything is, I'm scared first. Right. Life, life or death. Take that shit away. You're, we're, they're being trained in a fashion as if they're going to war, but with civilians. Right. And they're being given gear. Yeah. There's a, federal, there's a federal law that allows them to get discounted military uh, gear and equipment, your tanks that I didn't you know see. That. Yeah, and they I get it pennies that. on the they dollar. They have tanks. I didn't know that. They, I learned, this is going to be my first time speaking about this publicly, but in 2018, 
organized the counter protest for the Confederate monument, mm-hmm. right? They had military tanks, or they, they had the trucks around the, the corner, the armored vehicles yeah. around the corner. They had complete SWAT team gear from head to toe, and they were all standing around, around the corner from where we were. And they had snipers on the roof trained at us just in case things got out of hand. They weren't training it at the people that were actually protesting to Mm. keep the Confederate monument. They were training it at the people that were counter-protesting. These are the reasons why I don't trust PPD, because they called in to do stuff like that. We have to demilitarize them. (laughs) Like, to be trained like that. Police reform is real. Reform on the way to abolition. Like, it has to happen. The highest demand is abolition, but we'll take the goals we accomplish on the way. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. That's the goal. You know? Straight up. Liberation and uh, abolition of slavery. What are y'all feelings on reparations? Land. (laughs) Land. That's it? Point blank, period. Because it, no, but peep this for real. If we have land, Mm -hmm. because that's where the value is. Meaning states, our own states? Land, regardless, <laughs> they had sure. they gave Native Americans land, yeah. they gave white people land after yeah. as reparations for losing their slaves mm. and compensation. So you talking about the people Speak who on it. actually built the country and our ancestors? Well, you can have a federal land grant, you can have state land grants, and they mm-hmm. should have land grants in every federal U.S. district where a U.S. court is situated, because then you that's every major county system. And then what you can do is farm that land, half the land in each district you farm. And you provide uh, nutritional food for your people as opposed to what is killing oh, us. Shit. And the other half uh, you use for other resources. Where, because if you have farms, what do you need? People to farm it? Mm-hmm. Farmers? What do farmers have? Families? If you have families, what do they need to live in? Houses? Who builds houses? Construction workers. If you have construction workers, all these families, they need schools, hospitals. So then you're talking about community and group economics. Mm. So Real deal that, infrastructure. that is liberation. That is equality. That is black economics. And we can't be afraid to say black economics no. because uh, every other ethnicity, every other race has an economic wealth and base in which they tap into and pull their money together and black people have over trillions of dollars of economic power but we don't pull it together for group economics doesn't even recycle within the black community right on yeah what would you what would you say to the people that 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 feel like oh reparations should be free education to all black people i think it should be that too i think it's multi-layered Mm. It is. Um, I, I think that there's so many things that we deserve and we should get, period. Mm. They got the money for it? Like, let's not even play that game. Right. And we saw it with <laughs> coronavirus. We saw what? it with coronavirus. <laughs> Take us to Like, straight up. But not even that on a larger scale. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, the injustice is done to our ancestors. The injustice is still done to us. And anytime, I always give this analogy because... Uh, there are white people who understand credit very, very well. So if I have this credit card that uh, uh, I'm selling mm-hmm. and you purchase the, you choose to get this credit card from my agency yeah. and you have a $10,000 credit limit, you max it out, but you die. Mm-hmm. That. No, that happens a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you die and 
where does that debt go? Does it erase? No, your children pick it up. Yeah. But what happens if they were to die before they paid that 10000 or say the amount was higher than that? Is it erased? No, it goes to the grandchildren. And then it keeps going with the child until the debt is absolved. So why is it that we have white people who are now trying to come into a realization of the racism and oppression, but we still fail to acknowledge the ills and the reparations that are needed, not just monetarily, but land-wise, because Straight we up. have to have our own economic system. And I say land, too, because we have to have our own space to begin to heal. We suffer from what I call Stockholm Syndrome, mm. because we have been indoctrinated to empathize and sympathize with our oppressors, our kidnappers. Straight up. But we have to get out of that psychology. Straight and up. we need to go somewhere to heal so we don't have to assimilate. If we want to choose to um, associate with you, we're not going to give up our U.S. citizenship, but we can still have somewhere to be safe where you're not going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, us, Rosewood, us, Ooh, Oma, talk Texas, about it. us. You know? Talk about it. Um, yeah, I really, especially the part, like, that's the reason why life as hell exists, right? like to create black safe spaces. Mm -hmm. And I just, if I could get more black owned venues involved and things like that to create yeah. these safe spaces, they would, I mean, imagine what black That Nipsey Hustle yeah. shit is real. We gotta buy our own land and we gotta get federal and state land grants. We gotta put pressure on them to give it to us too. We taking it. We Like you said the other day, it's not that we want yeah. to seat at the table, we making our own we table. We gotta make our own Thank table. Thank you, like, I, fuck y'all table. And I mean, and when we <laughs> start shit. talking, so I can get into it. I'm not gonna talk about capitalism too long, too much, but I have this, like, America when we redo and we, re, we uh, reimagine what our world is gonna be, right? After we tear down the system, we're going to make a system where nobody's left behind. Right on. Like as long as it, we can't establish to be like this person will be on top and they're this and that because we're we're already a village people, right? We're able to redistribute and take care of each other, and we have to be sure that we're making that happen now in order to prep us for what's in the future. Speaking of speaking of things being given to us, what's the deal about this quote unquote barbecue that they tried to give us? <laughs> I call it a picnic because that's what it was. So they did no, do it? Because I missed it. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, can I say that? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what it I was. It was a picnic. <laughs> oh. you know, like, I heard about it and I was immediately offended. Uh, was this yeah. a real thing? I, was I am so. They, they went through with it? No. Okay, good. good so good. <laughs> I was told mm. that, and I don't, I made a live. Um, in which I went off about the fact that people are out here protesting day after day and they're asking for demands to be met at this graffiti bridge and instead you say, we're gonna go set up um, a barbecue and we're gonna serve you and we're gonna use this, the police are going to serve you. They were, they were going to be in uniform serving barbecue to the people. They're gonna pig serving pig. That part. And close your mouth from your issue. Like real Stuff shit. your mouth. Y'all settle down. Be quiet. That was and I want your fucking food. And the mayor was gonna come out and listen to people. Yeah. Um, when what the idea was, my understanding was it was supposed to be the mayor and the chief police were supposed to come out, mm -hmm. um, and they were supposed to talk to people, hear their issues, and give a response. Yeah. Now 
in the way of organizing direct action work, you're supposed to let the government give their response before you move on to responding back, like pushing back on them. Really? Um, so <laughs> this barbecue, I did go off. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is because it is it's offensive. It it's it's offensive to say, oh, you're going to give us a barbecue, but you're not going to just say, hey, I can do all these things in my power. Right. But you rather give us food so that you could give us complacency and so that you can start mm. stealing our people mm. power and making people feel like, oh, well, they came out here and they gave us food and the government's not all that bad because the police are working with us. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. They are happy to make us comfortable. Hell yes. So that's why I turned up um, and a lot of people started going off and... I mean, people start saying, are you serious? Uh, cancel the barbecue. We don't want to eat your pig. Um, what and was the hashtag? Justice over barbecue. Justice over barbecue. Right <laughs> Justice over barbecue. And um, then you started seeing the people that were donating the food and stuff. They started backing out and they canceled the barbecue. Mm. They said it was because of rain, but they had already decided no, to. no. They didn't want that. They had cash. already decided to cancel the barbecue um, before they knew about the rape. So that did happen. <laughs> they tried Sad to, to give say. us a barbecue. Sad to say that it did happen. And yeah. once again, racial health disparities. You're going to give us swine. I don't even eat meat. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't eat pork. Um, so now yeah. you're leaving us out. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> Not that it's about me, but no. there, I, there's others like that in our community. Yes. <laughs> so speaking for those people, um, I, don't, I don't eat swine. So I appreciate the yeah. breakfast that uh, the various groups, including the Dream Defenders, did provide. Food Not Bombs, Party of Socialism, Liberation. <laughs> uh, there were so many donations from Black-owned businesses, as well as other great progressive businesses, mm -hmm. to provide breakfast, um, and then they provided dinner later right. at MLK Statue for mm -hmm. a People's Dinner, because um, I don't think we were very welcome at the Graffiti Bridge after the events. The civil disobedience, and that's that's one thing I want that I always stress about what uh, transpired with the blockade of the Three Mile Bridge. Mm -hmm. That was civil disobedience. There's, it's not criminal. It's not criminal. You might get a ticket for impeding traffic but it's not criminal you shouldn't go to jail yes sir and there was definitely um like backtracking to the mayor's comments the other day where he said you know if people do that again they're going to be dealt with accordingly right like you better be issuing citations <laughs> because aclu there, there are legal uh uh agencies that are ready to jump on stuff like that especially right yeah. now in this climate especially um so yeah, that is what happened with the barbecue. Wow, that's gonna be one for history. And result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so trying to give us a barbecue instead of meeting our demands, that's uh Disrespectful. That's so dis it's like it's so so disrespectful. Like I say, pig serving pig. Who want that? <laughs> we don't want to work with the police. I, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah. I can say that. You can speak for the majority, though. Well, if we defund and abolish them, there Ooh. would be none to work with. Hey. So, I mean, you're hey. That's really necessarily where it is. untrue. Whoa. Right. <laughs> yeah. We don't work with police. I want to move over. Say R.I.P. George Floyd. R.I.P. George Floyd. Did you guys peep the memorial today? Um, 
some in the um, the radio memorial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They took eight minutes, 46 seconds on the radio, uh, various stations. I watched, I watched it live. I watched some of it live. Couldn't watch all of it, but R.I.P. to George Floyd. Oh, how did y'all feel about Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats wearing kente cloth <laughs> and taking a knee? Look. Like real shit. I don't know who said it. What did they even say? Somebody. I didn't believe it initially. I, when I was told about it, I hadn't even seen the pictures. I just was like. All I saw was a tweet that said, but was the kente cloth real? And I was like, yeah, like where did they get it from? Like, that was one of the questions in my head. Like, it's graduation the, season. They didn't have the kente ceremonies stoles? that they needed. They just, they just sold them. And I don't know why. Who from like, the African-American even know how you Association? Possibly. <laughs> Bro. They were all. I feel, and I mean, people might not agree with me, but I... I don't want the performative stuff. Fuck no. Change the fucking laws. You don't right, have symbol. to do all this symbolism, performative yeah. stuff. Just go do what you're supposed to be doing. Kneel. And then you're kneeling with one knee on the ground just Nancy the same Pelosi's way. Nancy point on her shoe was, I was like, man, her feet hurt. <laughs> you do. But it just, like, with, with, her, with her even commencing it, it seemed ingenuine because she didn't even know the name. She was reading them off paper. Good. And it was like... But What's really going on here? What really makes me more secure the black vote type than, shit than the kente cloth is the fact that kneeling is okay now. And it wasn't for Ka- Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick went through hell and high water, lost his football career because of kneeling, and now kneeling is a symbol for what? Nah, that was the method that was used to kill George Floyd, and I, now everybody is doing. Thank it. you. I don't even agree with the one, the one foot kneel down. Yeah, right. I don't agree with it because it's the same method that George Floyd was killed. Yeah, straight up. So how is that in honor of him? I feel you're not way. joining Colin Kaepernick's protest when you no. kneel. No. Now, if that was the case, might feel differently. But you're doing it in memory of George Floyd. But his memory—that's how he died. That's Chauvin. Stand up. Let's stand up for this brother. Fucking right. Yeah, it's it's really surreal that this is something that's happening in our lifetime right now of like watching political disarray of them like scrambling on the media to like hold their images together. Um, I know it's probably all it's always been a thing, but it just seems so far black mirror right now mm. like really mm. kente cloth on white politicians what? what kneeling twilight zone for real <laughs> for real and then this should really be the easiest pr time for donald trump <laughs> he just has to say something kind of okay <laughs> and people would be look like here, oh here. yes maybe but, just maybe maybe black lives matter <laughs> Like, literally. <laughs> he can't okay. even get anything right. But, I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. But at the same time, like, dude, the country is in uproar. You're putting the burden on your governors, and everybody is looking to you. You've lost control. 2020 went to hell in high water, huh. in a handbasket. And this election is going to be crazier. 
I don't even want to get started on how I feel about this election. Yo, it's like, where the fuck do we cash our vote? Yo, thank you. The person who's going to lock us all up. cash our vote? Or the person who just hates us and still is going to lock us all up. Yeah. <laughs> people don't, people don't realize he they fight real talk. Donald Trump might incite a civil war. I I'd mean, rather go to chances and odds. Not saying I'm a vocal, but I'd rather go to odds with <laughs> his base <laughs> than continue the system status quo with Biden because yes. that means the the Cowboys will continue rodeoing. Hmm. Yeah, Biden hmm. is God. Biden is a horrible Democratic pick. I I, agree, I only agree, agree. I only recently registered as Democrat only so that I could vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary. In the primary, um, we did at Dream Defenders. We endorsed Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was on board. I remember that. Yeah, story. we we did a lot of footwork. The youth, the youth were on fire about Bernie. Um, they felt the burn. I literally, but I mean, he's talking. He's talking getting rid of like what student loan debt, Medicare for all, raising minimum wage, like all of these things we need right now in our lifetime. And I can say like if we really saw that, I thought we were gonna see the fall of capitalism with COVID. Right, Mm. I did too. I because, thought we were going to see it. Because we're still not yeah, I, Like People still need stimulus checks. Yo, people like, still need things to help them. Initially, you're right. Initially, when, when it started, you're right. All these theorists and all these conspiracy people like, yo, the collapse of the dollar is next week. <laughs> What's so real? Get your Bitcoin. <laughs> like, like real shit. I, 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 it I, was. All that could, be, could have some validity to it. I still feel like as a collective... America, America's IQ is not that high to mm. give up paper money. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the symbolism that they've been born into, yeah. I don't think they're, they're ready to pry that, pry away from that. Like that yeah. dollar means a lot to uh, the average American. Oh yeah, and I mean we capitalism. We as soon as that, soon as that, soon as they, soon as they crash that, even mother- though we don't know it's adverse to our interests. And but then really we is. have so many socialistic programs. K through twelve, yep. paved roads. Let's talk about it. Get it. <laughs> we have so many socialist concepts that we already. But when it goes down it. to the poor, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Or and then I always tell people we don't realize that it's only two classes. Middle class is a facade. That's it's it. upper class and lower class. Middle class, upper middle class yep. is all still poor lower rich. than upper. You're rich or poor. <laughs> it's so well, real. Rich or poor. I mean, but and the police are only needed to show the line between the haves and the have-nots. That, right. Boy, are you oh, reading the freedom paper right now? <laughs> <laughs> I said because that's the, right there. The, the whole, the whole law, the whole <laughs> law, freedom paper. The whole law and judicial system shows you that, man. Like, if you have the money, you can get through those loopholes. Absolutely. If you don't, I, you fuck. One, um, another person that practices restorative justice and studies it with me, she made a comment. Um, we were out of town, but she was saying that the rich already practice restorative justice. Mm. Think for about themselves. Th- yes. yes, for themselves. Think about a kid gets a DUI, hits somebody. They have the money to be able to compensate that family and move forward with their own lives. Yep. And for that family to not necessarily be okay 
again, right? They're never going to be okay. They lost a life. But for them to have some type of restoration in that instance, Mm -hmm. no police have to be involved. They do this. Mm -hmm. They do this in their own class. But when it comes to the poor, like you said, they make it seem like it's not something that we could ever do. But restoration, rehabilitation, like it's so important, especially right now while we're actually looking at Minneapolis uh, defunding their police right. and establishing community police. Like, this is happening in our lifetime. Sounds right? like a myth. It sounds, it like, sounds a myth. like a myth, but it's happening. It's crazy. Think about it. Think about it. How long do you think it's going to last? Or how long do you think they're going to allow it? Well, the city council voted on it, so it depends mm-hmm. on how it's written. I'm talking about Big Daddy Trump. Oh. He's just, I, I feel like he has no choice and that we're all going to end up taking notes from them. I'm going to bring in the National Guard <laughs> if you guys don't buckle down. <laughs> I, but, you know, they're, they're rioting and they're turn up. They're protesting. Mm-hmm. Got them a change. And they held off on it. I, I think about Philando Castile all the time. Oh like, my God. They held off. They yeah, really shit. did. I think about my brother RP Victor Steam, man. We got we got a lot happening right we here. Had, RP Tamar. Uh, it's 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 bro. It's, it's a global it's a global issue. It's, it's a global, global issue, yeah. and and, it, and it's so much we can choose to be triggered by if we choose to. Yeah. And, and it could be justified. It'd be absolutely justified. <laughs> uh, so that's why I think the mayor should like actually step really steady in the way that he's handling this. I think I think he's I think he's he's following a script that he's come up come up with in order to, like you say earlier, get us to calm down, mm-hmm. get off the streets, open up traffic, <sighs> eat this swine. <laughs> <laughs> eat this swine. That's what I see. Yeah, he's definitely, but he's having a, the problem is because he's trying to get us to calm down, those of his um, more right-leaning constituents, right? He's not yeah. making them happy, so he's yeah. having to backpedal. And, he has to appease both sides. Yeah, right. and he's not. Like, now is that. not the he's time. Being, he's being a politician. Now is not the time to take down the Confederate monuments, he said yesterday, you know? Now but I remember, the time. you know, exactly. I, I was told. Now is always the right time to do what is right. Tomorrow might not be it. It's, uh, he's pandering, but I, <laughs> hey, when y'all ran for mayor, remember I wrote about all of y'all? Hey. <laughs> I spoke it. I'm an oracle. Don't y'all forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the same mayor who, when he was county commissioner, wanted to bring the we Confederate the flag back. Let's talk about, yes. You know, because he, didn't, he told me he didn't know he could replace it with the Florida state flag. What difference it make? What difference does it make? And the that flag means a lot to my heart, and my granddaddy. It uh, that that flag and what it represents probably means so much to his lineage. That's what he's scared to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> say it. And it's it, it. I I said last year. I told the mayor. I said you need to have. You need to hire the one black person that's gonna educate you on things. Because he got into a meeting with us and he said some microaggressive things and I'm like, you you need your own diversity training. Mm. Like this is a man that needs it. And they just refuse to like catch up. Like it, there's young yeah. people coming to meet with you. You need to catch up. There's young black people, they're gonna call you on it. Do you think, do you think because of this going forward, there would be a process in which like you say, we would start 
electing, appointing people into office that are universally educated? My answer is I would hope so. Yeah. It seems idealistic. Like, it seems very <laughs> it ideal. Idealistic. It seems very ideal, but I, I feel like that should be like a checkpoint before you get this job. What you know about black people? I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. Be, ugh, there's no reason why I should be begging. But then it goes into, are you just forcing a mm-hmm. person to make a statement to say black lives matter? True. Because Grover did it Saturday. He <laughs> after, after <laughs> he got called out, I have a video clip of that. I don't mind saying that. Black lives. Yeah, matter. that's okay. That's fine too. Yeah. Black lives matter. That oh, unfortunately, yeah, that, that's what will get me out of this situation right now. <laughs> black lives. Definitely. You know. The pressure. Unfortunately, man. Yeah, that is, that is the inevitable con of politics. Yeah. You got to say what you think sounds right. Yeah. And figure it out later. <laughs> But see, that's why revolutionaries like hell and myself, we speak truth to power. That's yeah, why y'all here to. today. That's why y'all here the motherfucking day. <laughs> right on, G. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, man, y'all got anything else? We've been on for like about 50, 50 minutes. It's been, oh, it's been great. It's, it's been great. Okay. Um, no, I mean, if y'all, if y'all shout got more, out please Pensacola speak. Dream Defenders. All your shout outs. Give me all, give me all your shout Squad is amazing. Uh, they, they just... They amp up like I am. I am not Pensacola Dream Defenders. Mm-hmm. I am one person that's a part of a multicultural organization. Just dreaming one chapter of a that's better here. World. This is one chapter that's here. There's chapters and the whole book throughout, goes throughout the state, Florida. And but Pensacola Squad is made up of Pensacola locals. It's not people that got shipped in yeah. from all over the state in order to do political dirty work. It's a squad. We are. <laughs> We are a squad that was born, raised here, or came here to raise our kids, establish life, and we just wanna we want a better Pensacola for black folk, for up. working class people. So shout out the squad, shout out to the Life Is Hell team, cause they've been on the ground too protesting and stuff, and they're great. Yeah. And check out www.center2toresolve.com. Just because my uh, agency, the J. Garrett Green Center to Resolve, we work on a lot of grassroots projects for social justice. That's the entire reason of our being. So uh, uh, if you need assistance with any strategic social justice planning, that's what we're here for. I think that's what we need. That's what we need. We need to strategize before we mobilize and before we actually move. We have to have a thought first. We have to have a legit plan. So I'm all for strategy. The place to sit the time is now. Like I said, it's been a blessing to have both of you. Thank you all for coming. You all welcome back at any time. This is the lunch table. You got to save on the mic. Introduce yourself one last time. This is Hell. King Hell, DJ Hell, all of that. All that shit. <laughs> and Jay Green, the revolutionary. God bless y'all. We out. Right on. That was good.